Hello, I'm Ollie Henderson, and I'm very pleased to welcome you to our first panel of the day. And the focus of this panel is exploring how we can get people into the right jobs faster. Uh, joining me to discuss this are three people who represent some of the employers embracing verifiable digital credentials and can speak to the problems they help solve and the opportunities they help create. I've got Alex Chudnovsky, Vice President of Product Strategy at SAP, Mike Andrus, Vice President of Shared Operations at HCA healthcare and Zach Daigle, president of PreCheck, a sighted company. So Mike, let's start with you. Um, you work for HCA. Uh, it's one of the largest healthcare organisations globally. Can you tell us why it's so important that institutions give people their data in a verifiable credential format? What are some of the benefits from an employment uh, perspective? Thanks, Ali. Yeah, I think the, uh, the big driver for HCA is we're a large health uh, system, healthcare organisation within the U.S., we have over 300,000 colleagues around the country, and we hire upwards of 100,000 colleagues a year. Um, our, our big challenge is how do we get caregivers to the bedside as quickly as possible? Uh, and our onboarding process uh, is one of those opportunities to really streamline. So we've, we view uh, these pre-verified credentials as really a way to remove friction from that onboarding process and accelerate uh, our ability to get those caregivers to the bedside quickly. And we'll hear from Zach and Alex uh, in a moment, um, kind of the, 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 how they relate to some of the similar challenges that HCA face. But I mean, what are the biggest points of friction right now? You know, what typically causes those delays which prevent people getting into the roles more quickly? Yeah, so, uh, you know, verifying someone's work history uh, going back and, and verifying where all they've worked, right? They can put anything on their resume. Um, our goal is to, to really find out what was their experience um, and their reasons for leaving prior employment, uh, as well as education verification. And so we see uh, education as a, as a huge opportunity there to, to streamline that onboarding process uh, and getting educational institutions uh, on board with pre-verified credentials, utilizing uh, organizations like Velocity Network uh, to uh, to take that long pole out of the tent, so to speak, uh, in that onboarding process is a huge opportunity for us. Right, and, and Zach, as a background screener, your business verifies people's personal data. Tell us about the work you're currently doing with verifiable credentials and why you're excited about the opportunities that unlock. Yeah, so uh, PreCheck, which is a SISIP company, serves the U.S. healthcare market exclusively. And so we we serve about 37 of the top 50 health systems in the U.S. today, including HCA. And uh, we've had CHROs and, and people in Mike's role coming to us for years saying, look, we've got to find a way to bend the curve, to get on-time starts um, at a higher rate. Um, and we see that static attributes like education verification records and past work experience are the long poles in the tent. When we look at all the data across the healthcare you know, background screening space, it's very clear that that's where the delays are happening. And um, these organizations are, are understaffed many times, under-resourced to get the verifications out the door at the scale at which they have to today. And so uh, verifiable credentials and providing a way for us to inspect those credentials in a seamless way for our, our healthcare customers is critically important to bending that curve. And, and we think that if, if um, educational institutions and primary sources will step forward and participate in this, um, companies like us that are participating with Velocity Network will be able to seamlessly provide that instant verification for our clients, which they so covet and really, really demand right now with the, with the talent shortages they're facing in nursing, especially. 
Um, we think that, you know, it's, it's going to improve the ecosystem for everyone, including those people who are holding the records, getting the jobs faster, as Mike said, getting to the bedside sooner and, and helping patients uh, receive the care that they need. Um, so we really want educational institutions to step forward and participate. And Alex, SAP is a very well-known name for many of us. Um, perhaps you could explain how you envisage Velocity being integrated into major technology platforms such as HR information systems. Why is it important to be enabled for the exchange of verifiable digital credentials? Yeah, um, just also, hi, good to be here. Uh, but to, to Mike's comment earlier, you know, we're technology company with over 100,000 people, we're in 80 plus countries. We see over a million resumes or applicants every year. Um, going through that volume, you have to parse out a certain amount. And when you get to a certain stage where you do have to spend time with the, with the applicants to understand how much of technology they understand, there's no licensing for tech workers that we can maybe look at rely like in, in healthcare. Uh, it becomes a pretty cumbersome process, and we are competing for talent quite a bit, especially with some of the new technologies that are coming out. Um, we do see verifiable credentials just changing the experience, both for the applicant and the hiring manager. Wouldn't it be great being on a call or meeting the person for the first time and having check mark, check mark, check mark to see, yes, you've done this, you've worked there, just changes the whole experience from that. Um, we also serve, you know, thousands of customers around the world. They're employing, you know, large number of people, millions of people. They go through the same thing in, in every industry. So just figuring out a way how to even cut down the, the process of an applicant coming in and having that experience, being able to evaluate their skills, and then making the experience with a hiring manager just so much seamless. I think verifiable credentials play a key role in that. Um, to, to your question, how to enable this, I, I think it's, you know, now that Velocity is, is fully functioning, right? And uh, uh, it, it's getting people to understand why they need this. Uh, it's getting the employers understanding how much easier their lives will be, both from hiring and even internal mobility. I think that's a, that's a key element. Um, and us coming all together as, as members uh, with PreCheck and Mike from HCA and all of our customers that will be joining. I think having this technology in place will fundamentally change how people join an organization. I'm going I'm to open this to anybody who'd like to take it. But, you know, I know a, a big conversation, an important conversation that we're having um, with all members and stakeholders within the Velocity Network community and certainly within the education community is about interoperability um I mean, what perhaps you could explain to those who aren't as familiar with that term or, or how that relates to this um the, this part of the the industry um what's important to interoperability what are steps towards ensuring that um you know uh, we can talk to one another the systems can talk to one another and can effectively um you know work together to speed up that hiring onboarding process Anybody um, want to say that? Yeah, maybe I, I can start being a, an HR or a tech provider. Um, we have our, you know, notable peers in the industry, right, um, that also run both core HR systems, learning systems, recruiting systems. Um, when an applicant comes to one of our customers, it shouldn't matter 
what system the prior employers used or what how the data at a university sits or how does the, some governing body manages their licenses. We just want to be able to consume that data and help through whatever that process goes on. So that's really the interoperability term that an individual can bring their credentials, regardless of what the system was used in the past, um, that we can read it, others can read it if it comes out of our system or came out of our system, um, just makes the process so much seamless um, and, and, and less worrying about standards, right? Um, I think that's that's the key piece that's slowing us down for making these experiences great for you know H HSA or, or other customers, right? They're trying to figure out if even starting with a paper document, right? We used to receive faxes and by mail, resumes would come in and you'd have to scan them and parse them and do all that fun stuff. At least now, hopefully they're digitally being uploaded, but it still doesn't um, break the, the gap of verifying that information. So interoperability is really making sure that we can read it and others can read data that came out of our system. Yeah, I think also um, it allows companies who, you know, whether you're, you're a technology business, you're an employer, you're a tech-enabled service provider along the continuum, to know that the investments you're making along this continuum to provide solutions will be lasting and sustainable differentiators for your business because interoperability allows us to go to the very top of the candidate waterfall, have the apply process be augmented with, with you know, applying digitally, <clears throat> have that record flow down, <clears throat> excuse me, to the core HR systems to the background screening providers for decision-making and back into the HR systems for internal mobility purposes and succession planning. So for, for, for all of us in the ecosystem to leverage the full value of this, interoperability is absolutely key and to do it at the scale that it needs to be done at as well. And I think also for consumers to get adoption going is that nobody wants to have to get, you know, 10 different wallets and 10 different experiences and, and whoever the wallet providers are that prevail Use it, making sure that the that the data that's flowing across these uh, technologies and through these services is interoperable, I think is absolutely key to, to full adoption and for us to all get all the value out of this that we need to. Yeah, thanks. And um, Mike, kind of coming back full circle to um, your first point, you know, what we're talking about here is getting people into important roles quickly. So, you know, for HCA, um, you know, you're, you're verifying individual qualifications and credentials could be a doctor, a nurse, or other healthcare professional. So, again, you know, I guess from looking at it from the point of view of how um, education institutions and issuers of qualification certifications think about this and uh, think about interoperability, tell us how you um, approached it in the past and why this is shifting the way that education institutions can contribute towards this process and, and ultimately, you know, help um, organizations like HCA get people in those important roles quickly. Yeah, well, I think as Alex and Zach have commented earlier, right, the, the, as a consumer of this data, uh, HCA shouldn't have to choose between the technology platform um, that would enable this uh, capability. And so when we think about the kind of the primary sources that are issuing these credentials, whether it's an education institution, uh, a licensing organization, uh, certifications um, that are acquired uh, by our colleagues throughout the course of their career. Uh, it, really, this interoperability um, takes that friction, uh, allowing these individuals to kind of own their own credentials, right? Own their work history, 
uh, own their uh, license or certification uh, and then choose to share that with uh, either current or prospective employers. And so that's where we see this really, uh, the capabilities here, the opportunity ahead for streamlining uh, and getting, getting those caregivers into the organization and getting them uh, uh, into those patient care roles quickly. Uh, it's through the capabilities of a universal platform um, that is not technology or vendor specific uh, to facilitate uh, the transfer of this information. Now we, you know, the Velocity Network, you know, it's, it's live, you know, we have people issuing on the network and of course, um, there are very many members who are innovating in the space. They're looking at different use cases um, across education um, and employment. I'm interested from each of your perspective, what kinds of innovation you can imagine in the work tech space once verifiable credentials become more common. I mean, ultimately, you hope they become ubiquitous, but certainly as adoption increases and, and more and more people are able to access um, and utilize verifiable credentials, what kind of innovations kind of, you know, are, are immediately spring to mind, which are going to facilitate um, the removal of friction um, in the hiring process. And, and also, you know, as Alex suggested, perhaps improve internal mobility within organizations too. Well, one of the innovations we look, I'll, I'll go back to internal mobility is we're building a talent hub within our application that we we want to be able to help with this internal mobility, right? One of the best folks that you can put in a new role is, is folks that are, you know, familiar with your culture, how the company works. Um, understanding what they've done and their job is, is doable today, right? Because we have the data, we have the feedback from managers, peers, and others, but to, to really build out that whole view of the individual, there's lots of external sources. So they might be taking courses, they might be changing and adding new skills. They have their prior, you know, experiences or even their community participation is, is very critical to help them make that change to a new role. So bringing in what we already know about them while they're employed at the company and understanding what they're doing externally, if they can you know, enhance their um, career profile is significantly helping with people finding new jobs or identifying people that may be good at their particular jobs. And this this will become very critical when skills will be super measured, right? So there's no diplomas for skills necessarily, right? Those skills come maybe from your daily activities, maybe operating a particular, you know, machine or, you know, might maybe in your case, how many patients or how many procedures have been completed that upgrades the individual skills. How do we capture that, help the individual to have that internal mobility? So that's one of the key innovations that we're looking at. Yeah, I think also turning experiences and uh, micro-credentials, all of the different facts about an individual into machine-readable, uh, digitally verifiable records, um, and then creating solutions that allow us to curate that information for predictive analytics, you know, longitudinal uh, thinking and studies. Um, it's just so much more data can be consumed. And think about all the places today that are self-reported elements about people, attributes, if you will, becoming facts that are primary source verifiable to the standards of the, of the Joint Commission, the accrediting bodies. It changes the entire game. Um, and I think I think there's probably more innovation coming that we haven't even thought about yet because we barely scratched the surface that when you have, you know, in this Web 3.0 world that we're moving to where everything's machine readable, 
we have the interoperability and self-reported information is turned into fact and you have certainty around that information, um, I think the opportunities are endless. And I think you're going to see management solutions for like license verification and keeping people compliant, becoming enforcement solutions tied to even the proximity card readers, making sure that people that are on uh, the ICU or you know, working in labor and delivery have a license that's in good standing at that moment in time before providing care. And and we we plan to play a significant role in that in that continuum. But I think the innovation you know possibilities are really endless. Yeah, I, mean, I think the other no, you know, another area of innovation that will come maybe not quite there yet is I think with everything that's happening with AI right now. Um, the way AI will be used in HR tech and, of course, everywhere else. Um, AI will help with job descriptions and the whole process of identifying. It'll be doing a lot of different things. Um, people will also use that. Applicants will use AI to apply for jobs as well. So I think mm -hmm. verifiable credentials will become super important for, for a couple of reasons. One, making sure we, we really can tell that the individual has the qualifications that they claim to be in a very quick manner. Um, I think that the second one is we need to make sure AI is using data and verified data when it makes any type of recommendations and the sources of that data need to be super secure. So we can't have an AI go in and, and make any type of recommendation or maybe a ranking or, or anything like that when it's evaluating candidates or people. Uh, it needs to protect the data privacy of an individual and needs to make sure that it's not just basing or, or has some kind of a bias um, that will have to be anchored by credentials, verified credentials. So that's an area where these two worlds will collide and I think it will help both HR tech adopt AI and also verifiable credentials become a lot more important in the future. And I think from an employee perspective as well, or as a, as a candidate, from a candidate's perspective, right, having control over these credentials specifically, whether it's in the digital wallet or direct access to this kind of the Web 3.0 um, uh, infrastructure, but having control over their data in terms of uh, their being able to choose when and how to share it. And with either their current employer or prospective employers, I think there's a kind of an add-on to Alex's comments there around the, the security of this data, but ultimately empowering uh, those that own the data uh, to make mm -hmm. those decisions versus having, you know, information loosely out on the internet uh, or, you know, posting resumes out there um, that can be uh, searched indiscriminately by various technology platforms. Uh, so ultimately this gives that empowerment back to uh, to the employee as well. Yeah. yeah just a, a personal anecdote. My son, he's 11, he's about to start high school. We went for a talk at um, his prospective high school the other day and the, um, the principal um, led the talk by explaining to parents that, you know, when we left school, there was this still like this idea of the three stage life, you know, you'd, you'd leave education, you'd get a job and you'd retire at the end of it. And then of course, what we're in now is this multi-stage life where we are constantly having to learn and adapt. And, you know, the, the adoption of these new technologies and, you know, particular AI, which again, he mentioned is completely changing the way we think about learning and skills. And, you know, it is a, it is a fascinating evolution. I think for all of us to adapt to, including 
education institutions, learning management systems, and, and everyone in between. Um, we haven't got too long left, but I think with I suppose with that in mind, our audience is full of institutions and organisations thinking carefully about how individual learners benefit from their skills and experience. What's one ask you'd make of potential issuers to contribute towards creating this rich digital credentialing ecosystem, which we can, you know, perhaps envisage uh, improving the way that we teach and, and learn and, uh, and, and, and work? Uh, so for education uh, or organizations, I think when you're when somebody graduates, right, or completes a particular course, the diploma, certificate, transcripts are issued. But to to Zach's earlier point, I think while somebody's learning, there's a lot of micro learning experiences, projects, things that they do, hands on that are I think critical for for earlier talent. And I think if there's a way to capture that and provide that to future employers. It, it opens it up the possibilities. You might be applying for one job, but we actually think that you should try out for another job, right? Just because you have other experiences that might not be reflective in, in a diploma or in your transcript. So having that wealth of information come from an individual of what they've accomplished and things, the little things that they've done in micro-credentials, I think would be very beneficial for future employers. Yeah, I would, I would double down on that, that, you know, every experience that those students are getting along that curriculum, whether it's didactic or traditional training, is those micro-credentials are so valuable and important for them. And if you can enable them to utilize what they're gaining along that journey, and not just at the very end of it, as an exclamation point when they graduate, they can benefit in internships, um, you know, seeking other jobs, becoming more well-rounded for, for, you know, a really diverse market, labor market they're going to be going into. And also you're setting them up to learn about owning their own career credentials and, and, and really owning their own destiny from the, from the logical starting point of this process. And it doesn't have to be when they graduate. It can be when they enroll and when they get started. And I think introducing them to digital career wallets is, is a big benefit for them. And it's going to help them to have the access to the right opportunities at the right time. And so you'll be setting them up for success. And just to, to, to a quick all uh, you mentioned high school. I have a freshman. Um, and, and he's joining clubs, business clubs, science clubs. I think that's already a start to your career to some extent. We don't know what he will go to and what college, but high school is already laying down that foundation, that second, you know, uh, secondary education, the beginning of what they'll do. Uh, and having those credentials already, I think that's a start for, like you said, internships or other, any other opportunities, summer jobs, right? Um, that will be super helpful. So maybe education organization can start even earlier um, yeah, yeah. in the high schools. Yeah, and I would just say, you know, operating in a highly regulated industry as well, um, I think education institutions taking this initiative and getting out in front um, and helping to pave the way uh, versus waiting for regulation to catch up to education and demand this from education institutions. I think we're in a really good opportunity here timing-wise for educational institutions to really take the lead on this versus waiting waiting for the industry to come to them and, and demand uh, a migration to new technology platforms. Brilliant. Well, uh, Alex, Mike, Zach, thanks so much for your contribution today. Um, I really appreciate it. I'm going to hand over to Aitan now, who's actually going to be able to demo what it means to be able to um, collect and uh, share verifiable credentials in a digital wallet. So thanks very much for, for your contribution.